Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Hooligan Report. I'm your host as always, SM, and with me this week I have once again Cookson along. Good evening, all. And for the first time joining us we have Milang Panthers. Hey, guy. Good to have you with us, mate. Uh, we'll jump right into it and we'll actually start with your club, Crystal Palace. Um, yeah. Of the signings that you've made so far over the summer, who who's probably looking the best, do you reckon? Oh, well, we've only made three so far, so it's tough to really... You know, we've got Hangerland and uh, Campbell, so they're probably equal at the moment, and the other one's just a reserve keeper, so nothing too... None of them are outstanding at the moment, so... Do you see, I mean, I, I think there was some talk today, you were saying there was potential for Zaha to come back, was that... Yeah, yeah there's um, there's word that he's, well, there was meant to be announced this morning that there was going to be another player signed, what, this morning, London time, uh, that another player was signing, but no news as yet, but yeah, there's been rumours that it's Zaha coming back, which would which would be amazing, so... On a, on a permanent deal? Uh... Some people have been saying that, and others have been saying a two million dollar, a two million pound loan deal with the option, the, to, buy. option to buy. Yeah, so yeah. Be, I mean, considering you sold him to them uh, for fifteen million, it's a bit of a little profit, tidy profit on your behalf. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what we're thinking at the moment. So, well, I think it was ten ten million guaranteed, and then there might have been five million added on. But yeah, not sure. But we're still making a, we'd still probably make a profit, which would be good. But yeah. Um, are there any other players that you're looking to bring in before the window closes? Uh, well, Parrish was, uh, Steve Parrish, our chairman, was saying he wants four more permanent players and two loans, but he hasn't said exactly who they are. So, well, it's uh, interesting because earlier in the window, I know you were rivaling us for Jake Livermore, so presumably yeah. that means you're in the market for a centre midfielder. Yeah, we're looking at that, but at the moment we probably... A left back's probably our biggest priority, but yeah, the rest of the squad would be uh, adding depth to all the other positions. So yeah, fair enough. Cookson, how do you see uh, Crystal Palace going? Well, they did very well last year with having Pulis, who came in and well didn't act like he's Stoke manager, but did a really wonderful job with Crystal Palace, bringing them up to I believe their best place finish for quite a while. I mean. And they, of course, had the miracle at Cristanbul, which is always quite entertaining to watch. <laughs> but yeah, I reckon, they're, I reckon they're going to stay up. I mean, they've proven to be quite solid and reliable, and they would, took quite a lot of points last year, which you wouldn't expect them to get. And so I reckon they'll consolidate in mid-table. It's, it's amazing. I mean, um, Pulis just seems to have that knack, doesn't he, that he always seems to keep clubs up. We did it a lot at Stoke as well. Um, uh, how do you rate Pulis as a manager, Milan? Because I don't know. I've I've watched Palace a little bit this well, last season, and they don't seem to have been quite as unattractive as Stoke were under Pulis. So you, no, no, we haven't been. Um, he just seems to get the best out of the players, really. Um, yeah, it's just um, the squad was pretty much bought mostly on deadline day last year. Yeah, that's right. Which we, which we got, yeah, we got rid of most of them at this, uh, during this summer. So I think we've had about 12 players leave this summer. So compared to the three that have come in, so. Didn't you have the issue that, um, Holloway actually signed too many players? So he couldn't get to leave some out of the squad? Yeah, yeah, exactly. We had more, <laughs> more than the, we could register. So. Yeah, exactly. so it went a bit nuts, yeah. He went nuts on the deadline though, but yeah, so. 
No yeah, no, he's, he seems to get the best out of players. They want to play for him, and, yeah, it's just it's been wonderful for our club. So, And, yeah, never been relegated. Like, Well, yeah. exactly. Um, who, who out of your squad do you reckon we should keep an eye on this season who we might not have really seen play before? I mean, I think the obvious answer, having watched you guys in the championship the year before for me, is Glenn Murray, obviously back from his ACL. Yeah. But apart from him, is there anyone else in the squad that we might not know about who, who's really looking to have a good season? Um, yeah, well, Glenn Murray, some have been saying that we, we should sell him. He might not be able to come back to his championship form because obviously he was leading scorer. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yannick Bolassi. I think he might be one to watch. So uh, people were saying that he wouldn't really be able to cut it at Premier League level, and he seemed to do pretty well last year. And if, if Zaha comes back in, they're, they're best mates, those two. So those two could do really well. So It was Balassi the one in the player final, I think, who was also looking quite impressive alongside Zaha, because I remember watching him and actually thinking in some ways he looks better than Zaha. Yeah, yeah, and... Like throughout, throughout all those, like Zaha was the wonder kid for us. You know, he's got billboards in South London, and um, he was the one that everyone was concentrating on. But Balassi slowly comes through, and last year he was really good. So, um, yeah, good stuff. Uh, yeah. Where, where do you see your your team finishing this season? Do you, do you see perhaps pushing for a top ten or just staying up is good enough? Um, well, hopefully it would be in the ten to fifteen. Well, top ten would be yeah. It would be the aim, but hopefully consolidate somewhere, you know, from 10th to 15th maybe. Um, just because people have been saying the second year is sometimes harder with a hangover from, you know, survive, putting everything into surviving might be, might be going down. So, but yeah, um, it's funny because this time last year, everyone was tipping us to go down pretty much and you as well. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and this year, I've been looking at them all, and they're all putting us ninth or tenth. So it's a, it's a great sight, isn't it? <laughs> obviously, compiling all the, uh, the the ladder predictors, and it's great to see, yeah, both both Hull and Crystal Palace up around that, you know, ninth to thirteenth sort of range. It's, yeah, exactly. I never it's, thought it's I'd say that. Change, yeah. yeah. Well, considering you know, I don't know. Some people said they'd never heard of us before that season. So <laughs> exactly. exactly. Yeah. Uh, Cookson, where do you see them finishing? I think you were just saying you, you see them yep. staying up. Yeah, I see them saying again mid table, probably between ninth to thirteenth, that area where you you know you're not going to be relegated. You've pretty much they're probably going to be safe from relegation by about January ish. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've probably got them in about the same range. Yeah. Um, and probably expecting, well, probably expecting yeah. a good cup run. Yeah, I'd be hoping to be safe pretty early because the our last four games are pretty well. Three of our last four are pretty tough with Chelsea. United and Liverpool in our last four games, so... Oh, right. Yeah. yeah, I think we've got a pretty tough run as well, so, um, at, at the end of the season, so I think we're, we'll be in the same boat as you guys. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, we might move on now to West Ham. We'll just have a quick chat about West Ham and the business they've done so far. They've brought in Carl Jenkinson on loan from Arsenal. It's probably the big one, is, along with um, Enna Valencia from um, World Cup form, probably signed for about $15 million, I believe. Do we see Valencia as maybe filling that hole now that Carroll's injured, that he might actually be able to... You know, earn the pay, I suppose. Well, probably. I mean, they're going to have to do quite a bit to. to well, I mean, Big Sam is probably he's on the tightrope from getting sacked. You just feel that something goes wrong, he's out the door. Yeah, they'll just be waiting for him. I think one of their owners recently uh, on Twitter favorited a tweet 
from a supporter who said, is this the day the big fat Sam gets sacked? Fingers crossed. So, <laughs> so as you say, I think he is on a tightrope. Yeah, exactly. And probably speaking on tightropes, I mean, I think Raval Morrison's probably going to get sold. Oh, jeez, yeah, that kid. I mean, this is, I mean, this is well, probably quite a shame. I mean, he should be starting 11 for Manchester United or at least in the first team, but instead he'll be probably at Cardiff. And hopefully Ole Gunnar Solskjaer can get through his head because, God forbid, many people have tried. Yeah. Well, he's recently been uh, in a bit of trouble, hasn't he? In assault yeah. or something? Yeah, something like that. It's just... It's just, yeah, it's just a story of a kid who, who's got so much talent on his hands he just doesn't know what to do with it, really. Yep. Needs to be banned from stepping foot in Manchester every game because that's where his <laughs> mates are. He have a lot of trouble with him. Yeah. It, yeah, but... Yeah, I expect West Ham to be pretty, but that probably... Um, no, I reckon I'll probably finish around 15th, really. Yeah, I'll, yeah, they'll be between 15th and fighting survival towards the end, I think. So, I think, like last season, a lot will come down to, again, probably Carroll, and if he can stay fit and get some goals for them, because I think last season they looked pretty good once he was fit, but I don't know, maybe Valencia coming in will um, take some of that weight off Carroll's shoulders, but they're a pretty, pretty one-dimensional side without Carroll, and I think the supporters will get pretty impatient pretty quickly. Let's be honest, they are one-dimensional with Carol. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true, actually. Fair enough. Um, so, yeah, so we see them staying up, and we see... Well, we'd say that Sam Allardyce will probably get the sack at some point during the season. If, if they find a reason to, I think, yeah. yeah. They'll pull the trigger. I think that when you consider how many managers get sacked in a season these days, it, I think last season, was it more than half? Oh, um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't... Compared <laughs> to his chances of staying up... Um, and actually, speaking of sides that like to sack their managers, we, m- we might move on to Sunderland, who seem to go through a manager every season, just about. Um, do we? S- I-, I reckon they might go through that cycle again. I reckon um, Poyet's got them playing good football, but you know, after about four or five weeks, if they're not doing too well, he might be showing the door and just continue that cycle. Yeah. Well, didn't they like Poyet? Like they started the last season off incredibly slowly, then they became good. But that was after they'd sacked someone who was quite literally a nut job. Yeah, I mean, they're probably, they've actually made some decent signings, I would say. Yeah, Rodwell's they're pretty impressive. And Van Anholt from Chelsea. And Pantylemon. Pantylemon, yep. Pantylemon. Pantylemon. Panties, yep. Yep, Panties has been pretty good. I mean, I, mean, I reckon they'll probably, I reckon they've got a solid team. I mean, they've still got some decent players with, well, well Larson. And Catamol still capable of doing a job. And Connor Wickham turned it on very well last year, too. My, th- the my theory with Wickham, though, on that, because I know um, we were speaking before the podcast about the Shane Long saga that's going on at the moment. Um, we've been linked with Wickham, and he, he, he was impressive at the end of last season, but I reckon that's because he spent most of the season on loan in the championship, and then he came back relatively fresh. And, yeah, he looked pretty good against the big clubs, but they were all slogging it out for the title, and he was pretty fresh. I, I just don't see if there's that much potential in him, personally. Um, yeah, well, we, we've been linked with him, apparently, but that's all just rumours, so, yeah. Um, it'll be interesting. He, well, I mean, he did look promising, you are right. So yeah. who knows what's going to happen with him. And um, they've still got John O'Shea and Wes Brown, two reliable <laughs> defenders there. Uh, Wes Brown with, the, I think, the third... Fastest sending off in Premier League history against us last season. So he's always good for a red card. Um, they kind of remind me a little bit of Wigan in recent years. That They seem to just do enough to stay up, but you never know what year will actually be the year that they end up going down. Yeah, never establishing themselves. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah. No, it'll be, it'll be an interesting season for Sunderland. Yep. Probably, oh, and UFC Tiger probably, probably, probably going to be watching all their games with great vigour, I would imagine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a pity he couldn't come on tonight, actually, because I wanted to give it, get his um, thoughts on Sunderland. I'm sure he would have had a lot to say on what a wonderful side they are. <laughs> He's, he's always got plenty to say about them. So. <laughs> it does indeed. Uh, we might move on to the other red and white striped side that we're looking at tonight, which is uh, Stoke City, everyone's favourite club. Uh, <laughs> they're, you know, the Barcelona of the Premier League, pretty much. They've uh, now decided to turn into a football team, surprisingly. And, and speaking of Barcelona, they have they have made a signing from Barcelona with Bojan Kruzic signing on, who looks actually quite impressive in pre-season. Oh, there uh, you go. As you say, looking like they're actually going to try and play football this season. Yeah, it's just... I can't imagine a world where Borean would go to, from Barcelona to Stoke. I mean, that's like what? I don't know, that's like going from having the world's best supermodel to someone down at Frankston. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just, I mean, Borean, I mean, you just feel that messy kind of ate him, to put it in that way, but he just never got a chance at Barca. But yeah, I still probably be a good signing. I mean, he's still quite a decent player. I'd imagine he'll just create quite a lot of goals. And they've still got Begovic, who's a very impressive goalkeeper. Yeah, well, Cam- Campania came from uh, Spain to us last year and didn't last whole, didn't even last half the season with us in England. Now he's already back in Spain, so I have to wait and see how that one goes. But, yeah. Uh, well, it's interesting. They've got Steve Sidwell in from Fulham as well, so... He he seems like a pretty promising pickup for them as well. Um, so they do actually look like they should be uh, tracking pretty well this season. Do we see them probably finishing top half again? Because they were what ninth last season, I think. Yeah, they'll yeah. they'll be up there again this season. Yeah, they'll be mid table. I mean, they've still got they've got decent players with Begovic. I mean, Hoof is a decent defender, so Shawcross and Arlonpovic is also very good. Uh, yeah, and there's definitely a lot less people wanting them to go down this year. So yeah, yeah agreed. And it, they, I mean, everyone goes on about Swansea and that sort of club as a, as a way to establish yourself in the Premier League, but you've got to be impressed with what Stoke have done. Um, they went up the same year as we did back in 08-09, and they've hung around the entire time and really established themselves quite well. So, yep. no, very impressive job that they've done at Stoke. Uh, and speaking of Swansea, we might go on to the final club that we're looking at tonight before we get into the match previews, and we'll have a chat about Swansea. Um, appointing Gary Monk as manager... What do you guys think of that? Because I just don't see it as a very inspiring move. I mean, yeah, it's just... I don't know, it just seems something really odd about the signing an ex-player as your manager, like, literally, as soon as it's... Well, his career's ended, it just yeah. doesn't... It'd be, like, it'd be like you guys are getting gigs in after last season. Yeah, but gigs was... Yeah, it's like pretty much having gigs from, oh, oh yeah, your player, or oh, instant first-team manager. I mean, let him have an assistant, let him build up, I mean... Yeah, have an apprenticeship, yeah. I reckon sacking Loudrop was probably a big mistake. That's just my opinion on it, but... Well, from the sounds of things, it was a bit of an interesting situation because they're not a sacking club, really, but Loudrop, I think, got a bit big for his boots and, and was demanding a lot of things. So it's, I, I agree in the sense that I think it was a mistake because they've gone backwards in a sense, but it seems like it might have been one of those unfortunate situations. Yeah, and they've lost... They've lost and they're probably. Yeah, they lost quite some decent players. I mean, they lost Mitchell. Miku, who's down on loan. They lost Form, who went to Tottenham Hotspur to just sit in his ass and get a paycheck. They lost Chico Flores, who was quite good for them. I mean, but then again, but on the officer side, they did get Igulvi Sigurdsson back from Tottenham. Yeah, I think that's a great signing. And they've got Fabianski, who's, well, they're probably hoping will be quite good for them. 
Because he's probably coming in straight as a straight replacement for Vorm, isn't he? Yeah, I mean... He's not, he's not that inspiring, I suppose, but you have to hope maybe at that level he'll do a bit better than at Arsenal. He's in his prime as a goalkeeper. is like late 20s, early 30s, so they really should hope so. <laughs> yeah, well, absolutely. Um, Milang, what are your thoughts on them? Oh, I think they'll, they should be pretty safe this year. I'm just... Yeah, I don't really know too much about Swansea, but... Yeah, um, we'll have to wait and see how Gary Monk goes in his first full season. It depends who he has around him, really. Yeah, uh, I think that's it. It's more than the it's more the manager than the players for them. I think, like you're saying, yeah. depends how he does. Because yeah, yes. So it will be interesting. Uh, any last thoughts on any of these teams, boys? Before we move on to the previews. Uh, no, I think that I think all these teams should be pretty safe, apart from West Ham. I think so. Yeah, the West Ham's the one that's. West Ham and Sunderland are the two most at risk. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, we'll we'll move on to the match previews then, uh, and we'll start with United against Swansea because that's the first game up, uh, and we've just talked about Swansea, so it ties in quite nicely. Uh, how do we see this game playing out? Uh, probably Cookson as a United supporter. What are your thoughts? Probably a United victory, hoping for three nil with probably well, I mean. Probably Ander Herrera hopefully scoring a goal and Rain Rooney getting two because he looked in pretty good form in the preseason and has just been announced as club captain. Yeah, what do you make of that? Oh, I mean, it's he's pretty much one of the few players. He's been there for the second longest out of everyone, only behind Fletcher and suppose if you want to get technical, Tom Cleverley. <laughs> he's been there since he was eight, but yeah, he's been there for a while. I mean, he's probably our best performed player. I mean, usually when we've needed someone to stand up, he has stood up quite well for us. I mean, when we sold Ronaldo, he became the man, and during 11-12, he was quite good. I mean, yeah, and uh, hopefully the 3-5-2 will work, and yeah, but hopefully we'll get some more signings in, because we're apparently getting Marcos Rojo, the Argentinian, and hopefully we can get Blind, Vidal, and Di Maria, and yeah, go from there, but hopefully we play well against Swansea, play some nice, fast, attacking football and get the Van Gaal era off to a good start. It was interesting because I think you guys played Swansea first game of last season as well and won quite comfortably, and everyone thought, oh, here we go, David Moyes looking pretty good, off, off to a flying start, and we all know what happened next. So, uh, it'll be, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens in this game. What are, what's your tip, Milang? Oh, yeah, it should, should be a pretty comfortable win for United, really. First game with a new manager, um, they should be up and about, really. So And against Swansea, I think, yeah. They'll easily get it done. All right, yeah, I think United probably as well. Maybe two or three nil uh, yeah. for me as well. Uh, second game is Leicester against Everton. Uh, yeah, the other, the other poster I wanted to get on tonight was Jats, <laughs> who unfortunately couldn't make it either. But uh, we'll we'll have a try at talking about this. But we're both we're all we're all predicting a pretty comfortable Everton win, aren't we, boys? Five or six nil. Welcome yeah. to Leicester versus Premier League. About that. <laughs> I'm probably going for four four nil. Yeah. I just yeah. think. I mean, Lukaku's gonna—he's gonna want to prove to the world that yeah. Chelsea were a complete morons for selling him and not playing him, and yeah. bringing Drogba back. So I expect Lukaku to. Well, be interesting because these yeah. two sides played each other in uh, pre-season, which obviously doesn't mean too much. But um, Leicester getting the win—I don't know—maybe gives them a bit of a mental edge or motivation that they think they can actually get a result. First game back in the Premier League at home could get an upset, could get a draw or a win, perhaps. I don't know. Yeah, it could, could be close, but I'd still see Everton winning. It'll be interesting to see how Leicester go this year. Um, definitely, of course, because they were champions, they'll 
be the strongest of the three championship teams. So, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see. So. So of course, having said that, um, of course, last season Cardiff were the ones who ended up going down. So. Yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, uh, Cardiff did, I think, probably start the strongest of the three they, last, they last did, season. Yeah. So uh, I do agree, Leicester probably looking pretty good to start the season pretty well. Um, I'll probably go a three-one win to Everton. Maybe I, I could see Leicester scoring at home. Yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah, two-one to Everton. I reckon. Yeah. Okay, uh, we'll move on to my mob playing QPR. Um, how do you guys see this one? I reckon this is probably the best of the games at this at that time of the night. Um, I would agree without trying not to put too much bias into yeah, it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Just be. Obvious. It's always interesting seeing the new teams come up, but yeah. Yeah, you, know, you, you just never know with QPR. I mean, mm. I mean they did get Hoddle as back as first team coach, which could be a very interesting dynamic with Redknapp and Hoddle. And who knows what they can do. I mean, you reckon Queen's Park Rangers, one of those sides that's capable of doing anything, yeah. yet, well, capable of destroying and being destroyed, but I expect Hull to win probably 2-1. Yeah. yeah. I think it might might be a draw, but yeah, Hull yeah. should win. It'll be an interesting one because, as you say, Kipi, I have the financial backing for the whole season, really, that they could do anything. They could end up being quite a strong performing side like Palace were last season, or they could go down again. Um yeah. It's just, I think a lot rests on how Remy does for them, if he stays fit and, and stays in the side. Um, yeah. So it'll be quite interesting. And for us, obviously, with the news in the last 24 hours of Shane Long likely leaving, it'll be a very interesting forward line that we play against QPR. Um, luckily, in our last friendly against Stuttgart, Long didn't play anyway, so it shouldn't be too disruptive. But, um, yeah, it'll be interesting because I think we'll probably have Ince playing as the... Uh, we'll go uh, 3-5-1-1, I think. So Ince will be behind Jelovic. So, Milang, mm. obviously you know a bit about him because he was with you guys last season. And I yeah. think he, he scored on debut, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, yeah, he did, yeah. Didn't, didn't do a whole lot else. Uh, exactly. Yeah, he didn't do a whole lot after that. And yeah, it'll be... I don't know. How excited are you to have him, mate? Is he one of your signings? Or? I don't know. I mean, I saw him in pre-season, and he's looking pretty good, but he's, he's one of those players who seems to get in the right positions but then can't finish it off. Um, yeah. So hopefully he can, you know, score a goal against QPR and get his confidence up. But yeah. uh, Snodgrass probably excites me a bit more. So yeah. I, I, we've forked out a bit more on him, um, and he's a bit more established, and he brings a bit more uh, around free kicks and stoppages to the side. So uh, looking forward to seeing him play. But I'd agree. I think maybe a 2-1 or, or even a one all draw or something. I, I mean, we've already had a few competitive games, so we might be a bit sharper than QPR, but uh, it, it's a game that could go either way. I do, trying to speak objectively, I, I do think it's really <laughs> it's an interesting game at, at that time slot, except maybe the Hammers and Spurs would be an interesting one. But, um, yeah, I'd, I'd say that's the one to watch, really, because uh, it's going to be a pretty even game. Yeah, I'll um, be watching that one, yeah. Well, good stuff. <laughs> way, to, way to get me on side. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, Stoke and Aston Villa, the inspiring, thrilling game that that will be. Uh, how do we see that one playing out? Yeah. Nil or draw. Nil yeah. or draw. It People does seem bo- to have board draw written all over it, doesn't it? It does, yeah. I was Burian could do something, but it's just... It's, well, it's Benteke back yet. I was about to ask that. Do we know if it's Benteke? I, I assume he would be. Um, I don't Ooh, know if he's... Not sure. Uh, oh, no, he'll be back in September, so he won't be back for this game. Cool. So. It's going to be a low score. It's probably going to be a goal in an either way. It's probably going to either be 1-1 or 1-0. I mean... Yeah, I was won't going to take more goals than that. I reckon, it, yeah, like you just said. Um, yeah, but no, I think like you were saying, uh, I, I could see Bojan maybe scoring 
and making getting a 1-0 win for Stoke. Um, yeah. But that's about all I could see coming out of that game. Uh, West Brom and Sunderland, boys. That's Ooh. another one, isn't it? Really not, not expecting yeah. too much from it. No, I'm going to go for a West Brom shock victory. Yeah? Yeah, probably 2-0. A lot of people seem to be tipping West Brom to go down this season. Um, so that'll be an interesting game, really, in, you know, incredibly early in the uh, relegation battle, but um, a big six-pointer for both sides. Yeah, it should be, it should be a pretty close game, but, yeah, not no, too exciting. Yeah, not inspiring, yeah. Yeah. Um, the West Ham-Spurs game, that one could be interesting because I think Spurs, uh, West Ham last season got the, the treble over Spurs. Oh, Surprising, but yeah, I reckon Tottenham will be better. I mean, they've got a better manager in this time. Apparently, they've been doing triple training sessions a day. Jeez. Yeah, like, Porshin here really wants his team to be ready for firing, so I reckon Tottenham, I reckon they really want their fourth place, but I reckon they'll win this, but I reckon Tottenham will just lose points to some explicitly stupid places later on. Yeah, they should win this one fairly comfortably, I would think, yeah. Well, they haven't made too many signings in the off-season, and it's mainly been about getting the signings from last year to gel. So I think you guys are right. I think they're looking at, they'll look a lot better this season than last year and hopefully um, be a little bit more consistent for, for Spurs fans. Yeah. Uh, what, what score do we reckon? Straight up. Yeah, for Reno, West Tottenham. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, all right. I think something similar. Uh, and then the late game is the, the London derby between Arsenal and Crystal Palace. Um <laughs> What are you looking forward to most about this game, Milang, other than being the first game back? Yeah, well, first game back, plus seeing Campbell play, see how he goes, um, see who, see which strikers we start with as well, because people want Gale to start, but, yeah, I don't know if he's quite ready to be starting against Arsenal. Um, he seemed to do quite well last year as a sub, so... We scored two against Liverpool, didn't he? <laughs> Yeah, that game's actually on later tonight for any Liverpool supporters that want to watch it. Um, <laughs> flip that on. Yeah. Hear Luis, Luis Suarez's tears. It's just. Yeah. I um I actually woke up at half time during that game, checked the score, saw that it was one nil, and thought, oh, Liverpool will get get it, and went back to sleep. Woke up and saw it was three all. And yeah. I knew I knew I'd miss something special. It was special, but was yeah, um, yeah. Don't know what to if we if we're. If we're competitive in this game, I'll be pretty happy. So, it's obviously not expecting to win, really. So, do you reckon you could get a draw? Get a draw. Out of it, yeah, it could get a draw, um, which would be a great result, especially away. But um, yeah, I'm not pinning my hopes too high. So, yeah, I reckon uh, it's well, let's have a look. It's week one. It's early on in the league, and it's not past Christmas. Mm. This is the this is Ars- this is when Arsenal start looking like a million bucks. <laughs> then they'll be shit come like January. Yeah, I know we've got them at the wrong time. <laughs> this is yeah, this is when Arsenal's gonna you know bring out their six nil win or something, and then play you again in the new year and lose four two or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's why. Yeah, when they come to South London, they won't be able to handle it. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, and then the early game on Sunday night is Liverpool against Liverpool Reserves. Uh, I'm sorry, no, that's uh, that's Southampton. Liverpool against Southampton. Um, <laughs> how do we see this one playing out? Uh, I reckon I reckon Southampton's going to win. I just don't know which one. <laughs> one of them win. Yeah, oh, this will be this will be really interesting. I think just uh, seeing how it goes. If Southampton win, it will be pretty hilarious. I think so. 
Oh, well, exactly. I think that'd be great. Uh, there's so many stories. I mean, it's a pity that Lalana's injured for this game because it would have been great to see him play against Southampton as well to round it all off. But yeah, uh, well, no, there's yeah. still Lovren and Darbler, 20 trillion players they signed. Yeah, well, Lovren, Lambert. Uh, that tea lady's returning. Yeah, the yeah. tea lady. <laughs> well, exactly. Um, no, so it, I reckon it'd be an interesting game because Southampton knocked them off at Anfield last season, I think, quite early on in the season. Um, I think there's still some question marks about Liverpool with their striking lineup. Uh, with um, Star- is Sturridge going to be fit? Because I know he was injured briefly. Not sure. Um, so that will be interesting to see that one. Uh, what do you reckon? Maybe. 2-0 to Liverpool? Yeah, yeah I reckon. So should, have, should have enough inside information to get it done, really. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Scouse Hampton 2-0. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm not going to lie. If he does sign for them, I wouldn't mind long snatching a 1-0 victory for Southampton. I'd quite enjoy that. Um, but probably not likely to happen. Um, Ron, Ronald Kerman will put on the boots and he'll blast a free kick. <laughs> <laughs> uh and another repeat of last year's opening round fixtures uh, to go with Man United playing Swansea is we've got Man City playing Newcastle, which would be quite interesting because obviously Man City's got a lot of underdone players from the World Cup. Um, and I think like Zabaleta, Silva, and a couple of those haven't had that much of an off-season, so might be a little bit rusty. Uh, how do we see this one? Well, probably, yeah, City's got to win. They should, they should win, but yeah, would not be surprised if Newcastle won, to be honest. Newcastle have made quite a few impressive signings in the off-season, so I, I, they could be right up there again like um, a couple of years ago when they came fifth. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it's, it should, should, be, should be a pretty good one this one as well. Like, apart from those Saturday afternoon kickoffs, I reckon the rest of the games are really interesting. So. Yeah. Yeah. I reckon oh, the fog is... Some great fixtures, yeah. 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 Of course, it'll be quite interesting seeing who'll be the starting goalkeeper because... I don't think, was it Pellegrini? I think he wants, uh, that other guy, what's his name? Uh, uh, Caballero. <laughs> yeah, Caballero. Yeah. The, he wants a free willy, put it yeah. that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, if Hart's heart isn't in it, we'll have to get free willy in. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how they line up. Because um, I think Caballero's actually been playing most of the games in preseason and Hart's been on the bench, so yeah. there's some, a little bit of talk that Hart might go elsewhere, but I can't really see that happening. Yeah. He's got English hiders. <laughs> It'd be interesting to see Newcastle's lineup as well because a couple of their newer players, Cabela and Riviere, look quite good to me. They've looked quite good in preseason, so uh, it'll be interesting to see how they go against Man City, I suppose. We see yeah, we see yeah. probably Man City win in this one. Maybe one nil or Yeah, one nil, two one, something like that, yeah. Probably, probably three nil. Yeah. Three nil? Uh, NUFC wouldn't be appreciative of that one, but uh, that's all right. Uh, <laughs> round out the games with um, Chelsea playing Burnley on, I think that's uh, Tuesday morning, uh, our time. Pretty rough welcome back to the Premier League for Burnley, at least yeah. at home, which yeah, might help. Chelsea just... A little bit. It's going to be... I reckon this is going to be a massacre, to be honest. Yeah, yeah it's probably 5 nil. I mean, Chelsea just oh, all over yeah. the park. I think the scary thing uh, for anyone who isn't a Chelsea fan is just how quickly Costa and Fabregas seem to be settling in. Uh-huh. Uh, just the way they're linking up, just a very, very scary prospect to play this Chelsea side. Yeah, I don't, don't think this game will be too pretty for any anyone supporting Burnley. That's that's for sure. It's yeah, rough start for them, but you never know. 
could hold them out for 90 minutes and then score them. You never know. But, yeah. Well, you know, do a Chelsea to them, it would be great. <laughs> exactly. I would appreciate yeah. that. Again, it'll be also quite interesting to see who's the goalkeeper for Chelsea because I reckon they'll be Courtois. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. I mean, these look better, had a solid World Cup, and Hurricane checks probably what Howard's check is 32, isn't he? Something like that, yeah. Thereabouts, yeah, I mean, I reckon. I mean, Jose just seemed like a bit of a ruthless type. I mean, he did shunt out Casillas as soon as he showed weakness, so. Yeah, I reckon Courtois will be the number one goalkeeper at Chelsea. Yeah. Do we, well, do we see maybe Czech getting a few starts to begin with, and as you say, maybe almost the, as soon as you make a mistake, you're out, but yeah. we'll give you a chance, or straight to Courtois? Depends. I reckon Jose does have some loyalties for him, but I reckon he'll probably, I reckon he'll get some starts in probably October or thereabouts in the cups, probably in the Capital One Cup to start out with, just to see where he's at. When you think their third keeper is Mark Schwarzer as well, I mean they're not doing too badly. Yeah, sit in your ass, get paid. Well, exactly. fifty million a week, fifty thousand a week. Yeah, not too bad. Not a way, not a bad way to go into retirement. That's um, right. So we're all thinking probably, you know, tennis score in this one, maybe 5 or 6 nil. At least, yeah. I mean, well, they could surprise. They could, I mean, we played Chelsea opening game last season and managed to get away with the 2 nil loss at, at the bridge. So, I mean, they could surprise and get a similar sort of scoreline, but this is a much stronger Chelsea, I think. Yeah. Jose wants, he wants trophies. Yeah. Well, it'll be, I think it'll be a very interesting season with the, uh, title contenders and top four contenders, because I think they've all strengthened considerably. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, I think that rounds up uh, the week's fixtures. Uh, we'll talk briefly about transfer news, if there's been any. Uh, Cookson, you're usually on top of this stuff. Is there been anything that you want to chat about? Yes, Marcus... Oh, Marcos Royo. not sure if that's a pronunciation. <laughs> Apparently has handed in a transfer request at SL Benfica. Or Sporting Lisbon, or whatever club he's at, I don't know. But yeah, he wants to come to Manchester United, or at least not go back to training until the issue is solved. Yeah. And also, things got around that apparently United are going to spend money to get Daily Blind and yeah, Hungal Di Maria. Yeah. Decent signings. I mean, that's him and Nani is also going to be offered to Juventus as a way to help get Arturo Vidal. What's the word with uh, Hernandez? Because I heard he's on the move as well. I thought there was some mention of him potentially going to Juventus as well. I don't think he'll go to Juventus. I'm thinking he's more likely to go to Atletico Madrid. Okay. I mean, if we get... I mean, we bought him for like $6 million, so I reckon we'll probably sell him for 15 by solid profit there. Okay. But, yeah. Probably... Yeah. I can't really think of any other transfers that I can think of right now across yeah. Europe. I mean, obviously, I've, I've already mentioned the Shane Long one. Uh, that's kind of unfolding at the moment. We're looking at getting in uh, Troy Deeney from Watford, which I'm not too impressed with, uh, especially for about $10 million. Uh, So we'll see how that one plays out. Um, I can't think of too many other transfers that have gone through recently. So I think... Oh, not too many at the moment. Oh, well, there was, there was yeah. Mangala, who's finally signed for Man City after, you know, 10 years of transfer saga. <laughs> That's what happens, and apparently uh, Samuel Eto'o, yep. he is, he, what he wants as a wage is just guess. I saw that actually. I, was it 135? Yeah, 135,000 a week. Yeah. I mean, does he realise this is not 2006? Yeah. Does he realise I mean, that there aren't clubs falling over themselves to get yeah. a signature? I mean, doesn't have Ronaldinho on his left, and you know Deco behind him. He doesn't have a Lionel Messi who's you know even shorter. 
I'll tell you what, when when the word of Shane Long leaving came through and City fans started speculating on who to replace him with, someone mentioned Eto and everyone else panned the idea. Uh, and if you're not wanted by Hull City, <laughs> it kind of, kind of tells you that you know 135k a week might be a little bit outside uh, what you're actually worth. Um, so no, it'll be interesting to see where he ends up though. Because yeah, I, I could see, see him in one of those sort of mid-range clubs, perhaps, or he'll go off to Turkey or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it's just... Oh, no, it's just some people just delusional. What can you do? <laughs> well, it's, you know, that's, that's what Chelsea does to players, I suppose. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, uh, was there any final thoughts from either of you before we sign off? Ooh, probably Ed Saucer. Christian, also, it's probably good news for Melbourne sports lovers and indeed for Australian football oh, yes. lovers. I'm kind of big news, but yeah, the International Champions Cup will be down under for the next three years, I believe. Massive deal. Massive deal. That's three years, far out. I mean, God, well, I think the clubs being touted to do play at the MCG have been like Man City, Liverpool, Real Madrid, Barcelona. Yeah, Chelsea. I mean, there's probably going to be Arsenal and Manchester United soon, and hopefully we can also get Dortmund, Bayern Munich, and perhaps Bale, Bayer Leverkusen come over. Yep. Would well, be good mean, to yeah, see, like, the, yeah, Leverkusen and those sorts of clubs that have Australian players playing there um, to come over, um, see Robbie Cruz, that sort of thing, coming over and playing for their club. So I, I suggested to a couple of mates the other day, it'd be interesting to see if Crystal Palace plan to come out at some point <laughs> with uh, uh-huh. Dednek. Uh-huh. I'm hoping because it's uh, a lot cheaper than going over to England. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. But yeah, with the Edenek in the team, it, you'd think that would work. Getting yeah. Them, um, so yeah. I mean, I'd want to see some Australian players play at the MCG. You know, I mean, it's kind of a bit odd that Lionel Messi who have appeared on the MCG more times than Robbie Cruz. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's would be fantastic. I mean, I want to see Cristiano Ronaldo. I want to see Gareth Bale. It'd be fantastic. Oh yeah, no, it's a great. Great, uh, great move for the A League and for Australian football in general. I think. Uh, yeah. And we did real well against Juventus too. Yeah, it was a great. I was actually at that match. Uh, it was quite an entertaining night. Uh, I, as a as a semi Adelaide United fan, I did enjoy pointing out that uh, Josip Gombau was in charge of the All Stars and managed to get a two one lead. Uh, <laughs> but uh, very very impressive and tidy performance from Juventus in the end. A very uh, loose performance to start with, however. Uh, but no, it was a good night. Good atmosphere. Yeah. I mean, to some extent. We were against some pretty decent players. I mean, they, we were against a pretty much yeah, sexual... Pretty much strength team, yeah. Yeah, I mean, their midfield was what? Pielo, Pogba, Machisio. Yeah, uh, Lorente, I think. Yep. So, uh, no, it was a it was a very strong team, so it was very impressive the way they played. Uh, and I think it shows how far the A-League's coming. Yep, and how we need to get more managers like Gombao play nice attacking football and... You know, it's where Australian football will go. Well, exactly. I think Ange has had a huge impact on Australian football in that sense, getting that more uh, attacking football, more attractive style, not you know teams that aren't afraid to actually play the ball on the ground. Uh, so, no, it's good stuff. And I think uh, we're all looking forward to the Premier League kicking off this weekend. It's been a long off-season, even though it's had the World Cup to keep it short. It still feels like it's been a long time since football. Yep, hopefully United victory can make up for the inevitable destruction of St Kilda by your team, SM. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, it'll be a good. Sa- it'll actually be a very good Saturday. Hopefully, hopefully Hull can get the win as well and, and round off the day, uh, round off the day that night. Um, but no, hopefully, yeah, it'll be a very interesting day. I think it'll be it'll be a fun podcast next week with you. I think. <laughs> <laughs> we do hope. Yeah. All That's right. It. Well, I, I think on that note, uh, thanks very much for coming on, boys. 
No worries. And, have a good uh, thank you, everyone, for listening in. Uh, hopefully you all have a good weekend of results for your respective sides in the Premier League, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>